Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host, Keegan, and today we have our co-host, Sim... <laughs> Simbrero. Simbrero. <laughs> okay. So, Simba, what is our topic for today? Our topic today is the topic that we have discussed. It's a very interesting topic. Could you please elaborate <laughs> for the audience that don't know what the topic is? Okay, for those of you with difficulty reading titles... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Heartbreak and what is closure? What is closure? Do we need? Can we get closure? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Okay, so what is closure to you? Oh, oh, easy, easy. So closure is like when you break an arm and you get a cast and you get it cut off and you're free. Simba, that is not closure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's more like casting off. <laughs> no, when you get the cast cut off. No, like that's casting off. Kind of like whenever you're on a ship and it's like cast away, except it's your cast. It's coming off. Yeah, I but think... that's like that's like closure. No, closure is like if you're like if you just got a surgery and you have this deep wound, right? And then you get sutured. And then you get closure because it's an open festering wound. Well, it's not festering yet, but it gets there if you don't get closure, right? Uh, that could be a process of closure. Oh, a process of closure. I like that. <laughs> yeah, because closure. That. Okay, so closure for me would be like the the release, like the the freedom. I guess mm -hmm. it's a double edged sword. The like the final cut, mm -hmm. but like the next step is like. The freeing. I think the next step is like iodine or salt. It hurts. Because otherwise, if you if you don't get that hurt part, then it's like that uh open wound. If you don't clean it out, it's just going to get worse, right? Uh not necessarily. Depends on how tough you are. Your immune system. <laughs> I don't think that's how closure works. Because if you close up the wound and there's still an infection, you still get an infection, and guess what? It's not good. Okay, 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 okay. Let, we're, are we talking about physical closure? Emotional closure? Simba, don't we know we talk in metaphors here? <laughs> Metaphorically. So theoretically, if I had a wound, I would heal fast. I'm Mexican. It's in my blood. Anyways. Mexicans. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, before we get thrown off the radio and Facebook. Now, so closure is essentially like you said it's a process. So what would that process necessarily entail? Because first you have to get the wound, right? So right. that's the heartbreak. So closure, you said it's that final cut. So... Whenever you say that, it makes me think of that tie that people have with each other without even realizing it, that they have a tie. It's just you have that little energetic bond, and that closure is the, the last little cut of that to where you're free from it. But at the same time, I don't think that is the entirety of closure. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I, I was thinking of a couple of scenarios in my own personal life, and I was like, you know, actually, I got closure long after, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's some things that I don't feel I have closure on that have long gone past. 
and there's some things that I got closure on before the last cut, you know? Hmm. So what's something, um, what is one of the things that you wish you got closure on? Or what's one of the things that you have closure on? My dad passing. Mm. But I think I got closure on that <clears throat> the day he came and told me that the doctor said that there was nothing left, you know? Mm. Because at that point, there was no more, like, treatment, no more looking, not looking forward, but no more expected, like, I don't know, the treatments were really rough to watch. I couldn't watch, you know? Mm-hmm. So that wasn't just tormenting to him, but like emotionally damaged to me. And I can imagine my stepmom who was there with him every single time. Like to me, it was just kind of one of those things of like, all right, the battle's lost. And it is what it is, you know? I don't know. No it's more. one of those times where I, I, I accepted the bad news for what it was and just enjoyed what was left. I feel you. Sorry again about your father, man. I know that's not easy. But it, <clears throat> even in, it, okay, so even in that sense, it was closure from like trying to prove to him that I could, you know, like I don't, there's nothing to prove to him anymore. Like he's, he's a oh. beacon of hope and like inspiring voice in me, but mm-hmm. n- it's not like I'm trying to live a better life for him or to prove to him that I can be a worthy son or, you know, like I'm not mm-hmm. trying my hardest at jobs or whatever to just, satisfy what i want what i would want my father want me to be mm. you know trying to live up to a live up to yeah 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 and i know how hard that is um so i can only imagine how freeing that kind of is uh i know for myself i've had something similar uh kind of like through working steps and working on inner healing of not having to live up to expectations of other people but i can only imagine what that final one is kind of like um because like that must have been pretty hard hitting though still in the moment like yeah uh did that one take a little bit for it to sink in and actually you realize that oh hey like i don't have to be someone that i'm not entirely but i'm also not or did it just hit you like a freight train just like i don't have to be that version of me that doesn't exist it hit me weird and it hit me all at once because Right when he gave me the news, I wasn't the best version of me. Of course, I was still in active addiction. And honestly, I remember just throwing my hands up in the air and I was like, this is who I am right now. Mm. I was like, honestly, like I didn't even try to get clean because especially like with him passing, I knew shit was not, it was not going to be fun, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so how did you, was that necessarily the closure all the way through or was that just a part of the closure that you got the process of it starting really okay i I think that really the driving force was kind of like so after the funeral all my siblings we just like dispersed like nobody we didn't like i was expecting us to like get together as a family or reminisce with dad but it's like right after his burial we were all just kind of went our separate ways and that was kind of like the the closure of like man this is it like you know yeah not a whole lot like to do kind of like uh uh whenever someone's getting treatment and it's not really working and it's kind of like it hurts more to have that hope that it's not really there yeah um and so i can imagine that 
that finally being over is another form of closure that you could get to. Um, I also know that whenever loved ones pass, it, well, they're not hurting anymore. That's a big <clears> thing. <throat> so what would the next step in your closure on that look like? Um, living amends of sorts? Living amends to, yeah. I think um, that's the one thing recovery introduced to me is like a living amends. Because I mm. said whenever he was passing away and especially when he passed away i was like this is who i am right now like i'm an addict but i didn't like that feeling just because i accepted that's who i was doesn't mean like i was proud of that you know mm -hmm. but it really made me feel like that's not who i want to be even though i still didn't get into recovery or didn't even think about recovery until chris's passing you know mm. that's whenever it was like oh this is a problem yeah Big time. <laughs> <laughs> So would you also consider that a form of heartache or heartbreak that you went through? Heartache. Yes and no. Heartache. Yeah. So here's a question. What's the difference between heartache and heartbreak? Because for me, it's kind of like heartache is the longing of wanting something or someone, right? And not being able to achieve it and not being able to get it and like hold it and embrace it. While heartbreak is having had it and now it's ripped away from you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I guess I even relating that to the situation with my dad, mm. there was a heartache going through the treatment, thinking, mm. <clears throat> like, is this going to work? Because when he got diagnosed, he was at stage four, pancreatic cancer. So initially there was a not even a 50-50 chance. It was just like, it'll be a miracle if it works, yeah. you know? But it was just a heartache of like, watching it but then the heartbreak was finding out where he was at you know because mm -hmm. so. i remember when he first told us or when he first told me i was like this is not gonna end well you know mm -hmm. and i don't really think it ends well whenever cancer is involved so i think nowadays a lot of people thankfully medicine has gotten really far but at the same time it's not perfect and yeah. i think that hope that someone will get better is a form of heartache. Um, oh my god, man. Because it, it's, it's almost dissatisfying. It, like, towards the end, literally the last, when he told me that there was nothing left, I was like, it was, that was relieving to know that mm. he wasn't going to have to go through chemo and radiation anymore. Because mm. from April, when he told us, to August, it was just horrible. Oh, wow. You know, That's and it, it was horrible. That's why when families when they stick together with cancer or they're like the loved one who's there with them throughout the treatment, bro, that my, like, how can you watch that? You know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's easy, but I mean, that's the whole point of love, right? Whether it's heartache or heartbreak, it hurts, but it's because you love them or you love whatever it is. Um, and I think, um, a lot of people will turn to substances to, used as a band-aid for heartache and or breaks um but that's not that's not closure right it's just a symptom because i know i used alcohol and other drugs like a lot to sit there and just cover up the not getting closure about many things and it never really ended well because you know 10 years later i found myself at me uh Men nehemiah house in south rehab I mean, <laughs> 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 a rehab in Dallas. And 
a what? Feel like a rehab in South Dallas. Wait, and I didn't hear you. If you're like me and you're not from South <laughs> Dallas or Dallas in general, stay away because it is not a pretty neighborhood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, like, um, not to detract from uh, your father's passing or anything like that uh, or hardships, but I can't imagine having watched that and that heartache that whole time, which leads me to the question of whenever he finally did pass, was it more like a heart? break and relief at the same time or did that come in a process in its own too it came in a process days after whenever mm. he initially passed away it was honestly like it, it was one of those like final but it's because like me and him had already had like our private moments our talks our conversations of like, sorries and like thank yous and i wish things could have been better you know like we we've already gone through that but <clears throat> the reason I say finally is because my dad was like there for me when he shouldn't have been there. He mm -hmm. was an enabler. He kept me alive, really. But it honestly was like we already had our, we lived our sorrow, you know? Because mm -hmm. he wasn't part of my life for a good part of my life. But in the older, young adult years, he was like there for me. Nobody, you know? Yeah. So like he didn't have much to apologize. It was just one of those things where um, I just wish things, like, we weren't chosen for this. I wish cancer wouldn't have, like, tormented my family, but it did. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it, it probably was for the best because yeah. I don't think I would have I would have seen the way my life was going without it. I guess I saw the opportunity of growth in the situation as soon as he told me, you know? And that's a hard one to seize, the opportunity for growth, especially in the moment at the very beginning, um, because a lot of people sit there in denial, the first stage of grief. And, I mean, denial is a hard, heavy hitter, and it can be one of those things that people never even get over. And yeah. I think that's one thing that stops people from getting to closure, is because they don't go through the grieving process. That's so important whenever it comes to heartache and heartbreak. And so like with cancer and your father, it's uh, there was nothing you could do about it. And I think what sucks for a lot of people, like myself included, is that the heartbreak can be avoided in a sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> like you can just move on from it. And... Well, maybe not so much that you can move on on from it but maybe there was something you could have done in the relationship to stop a heartbreak maybe there was something that you could have done to actually change the outcome but at the same time that goes into destiny was it destined to happen oh man there was this tiktok that i saw and this lady was like twin flames are awesome but they're not and i was like explain <laughs> <laughs> she was like because you come and you like hit each other right and your twin flame or whatever comes and hits it just the right spot to where like they push you into the right direction and they're gone again and what I, yeah and i was like oh no <laughs> and as soon as i was done watching that tiktok i was like i know exactly what situation this is in my life and i hate it i was just like god I was like, gods, gods. And I was just like, no. 
but then that's the thing is that there's that debate like soulmate versus twin flame and like i'm not sure which one's which at one point or another because they also both have the same mission in the end is to help heal us yeah um yeah and so the heartbreak i think comes from uh a lot of regret instance uh because if you don't have the regret then you can move on like you were saying but if you have that regret you don't necessarily get that closure or you don't get the answers that you were does that make sense yeah because like i I think about um last year when we were roommates Mm -hmm. that was last year (laughs) well i guess now it would have been a little bit longer yeah yeah but i think about that situation and um i don't feel like i got closure from it to be honest i feel like i just had to decide Mm. and tell myself like i didn't need the closure you know like because could have done things to have a different outcome i could have been so passive in the fucking situation and been like oh it's okay you know you can do this to me you can hurt me you can do whatever no rules you know yeah and we're gonna be together forever and whatever but at a certain point i couldn't do that and that's why i coped with drugs because i was like i i couldn't handle that decision and i couldn't handle that i was allowed myself to be in a situation that that long Ooh, you allowed yourself that situation, bro? Because it, I, I don't know if you remember, but remember from like the I, very I beginning, yeah, yeah, where I was I like, remember. yeah, and I knew yeah. it, I knew it from the beginning that it, it was wasn't, go well. it was, it was not gonna go well. I, I knew it, but I still, like, I thought you did what you do when you like someone, you just try to fit into their life. But it's like that situation where you said, I was more so trying to do this, push him in my direction mm-hmm. versus the direction he needed to go for life, yeah. for him to grow, you know? Yeah. But then at yeah. the same, like, once I had enough of it, I had to be like, I just got a ricochet. I yeah. Can't. I was about to say, it sounds like instead uh, you were trying to go this way and he pushed back hard enough and it just could made you careen off course really hard. And then you had to find your soulmate, Nehemiah. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) This is my Bible. There are many. But this one is mine. This one is mine. Bible is my friend. It is my life. Honestly, like, I I love going back to that place when I have the time. I want to get to a point where, like, I want to ask them if I can, like, come and have lunch with, like, X amount of people every now and then just to get to know them. Because... Mm. <clears throat> there's something to teach you know having gone twice and letting them know like bro first time i came in i did nothing but gripe <laughs> think this wasn't gonna work um get myself kicked out almost every two weeks but the second time around i realized i called for help you know mm-hmm. like i it, it was one of those like i need i i know i need the help i know what to expect and i was willing mm-hmm. i guess that was the thing is i was willing to work you know you know how at the end of meetings i say it works if you work it mm-hmm. i was willing to work it the second time and yeah. i i hope that i can find some way to be inspiring to the newcomers and be like mm-hmm. yo bro like i was in your shoes where it was fun to just come in here and play and like you know mm-hmm. pretend you know and i didn't even know i was pretending until i found myself down the same road a year after yeah 
and I think that there's something to be said there too. Um, first of all, you were willing, but then you were broken enough. That part. It, yeah, it, it's kind of like whenever you have a broken bone and it doesn't get set in the cast right, and then, uh, like it doesn't even get set in a cast; it just heals itself. And then the only way to really fix it is to break it again, reset it, and then, like as it's setting then cast it up and then you get the closure with the cast coming off i was gonna i was gonna say it but you i was like all right i'm gonna let i'm gonna let him have it <laughs> thanks all, all credit goes to simba because no like like seriously dude like, it was almost like a a closure to the active addiction me from this point Ooh. on i understand addiction for me is a choice uh-huh. i choose yeah. to go back to that road you know back then i honestly i felt like it was my destiny i'm the mm-hmm. black sheep um the gay Mexican. kid um yeah me- you know like I, I labeled all these things and i was just like there was nowhere else to turn i wanted to fit mm-hmm. in i wanted you know and that was the only venue for me at the time i thought mm-hmm. you know but now with like recovery and just expanding recovery joining oxford house joining different groups joining cma you know, i never would have mm-hmm. thought life and recovery would have been this kind of nice fun even yeah and uh, i said mexican i should have said brown because you said black sheep and you're so never mind i'm just going to shut up now anyway but no you're, you're white right. you can't say that no I, i'm irish i don't i am translucent no there is a a lot of stuff right there because um yeah coming back around that second time uh like, I can only imagine what it was like for you because I came in that broken and willing yeah. because I was like, yeah, this is like life or death. Literally, it, it was like just two weeks before I was laying in a hospital bed tied up because I was punching people that were tying me to the bed for the betterment of my health, <laughs> which kind of makes me think like how many other people did I theoretically or metaphorically punch that were just trying to help me. But, um trying to get to that point of willingness to be broken and reshaped is something all on its own, which we definitely need to have its own episode about. But I want to touch on the, now that everything's healed, now that the bone has set and you got that closure with the cast coming off, now you get to run around again. Now you get to go play sports. Now you get to go interact with people. You get to go outside the fence you know, outside the fence. <laughs> the, that's whenever the demons come back. But we've been the, waiting for you. Doing push-ups in the parking lot. <laughs> yes, I was just thinking of Command Sergeant Major saying that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, I, I want to go see Command Sergeant Major so bad. I actually thought about him earlier today, and I was like, man, I got so much to owe to that guy because he reinstilled a lot of that self-discipline that I had lost, and um, like. He reminds me a lot of my dad, like him and Major Woods were the culmination of my dad as my perception of him growing up. And that's part of the reason why. Oh, I forgot. We're not supposed to name drop on him. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, okay, but there, there's something to build from that because yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people share similar feelings to him. And I did. My first mm-hmm. go around, I, I did not like his approach. I did not like his way of teaching or inspiring for a reason yeah but when i came back i hid from him because i already Mm. knew 
what he was trying to teach me, I chose not to listen the first time. So that's where I hid from him. But he, he came up bold to me. He's like, just looked at me. He's like, do you now understand? And I was like, yes. You know? <clears throat> and then he put me in my place because I got be put on a behavior contract. As soon as we had that conversation, I got called into um, my counselor's office and I was put on a behavior contract. I hadn't even done anything. I hadn't even been there like 48 <laughs> hours. But I needed that. You know? Yeah. I, I needed that. Cause, and so I even had um, this conversation with my boss, um, when I showed up to my job in a very inappropriate way, we had a powwow days afterward, and she was mm -hmm. like, she gave, she understood where I was coming, what I was going through. She also inspired me by telling me what, how she saw me growing into the company. But in that same mm -hmm. conversation, she told me, you will be fired. I will, yeah. like, let you go. You know, so she gave mm -hmm. me the, the three things that moved my life. Same with um, him from Indian Nehemiah. He... Mm -hmm made sure that I got what I needed, but he also put me in my place and was just like, mm -hmm. if you even, like, if you act the way like you did last time, this isn't working for you. And we mm -hmm. have no place for you to poison, really, because you're in a group of people who are watching each other. Uh, what is, um, Jim had said it one time, he's like, an addict affects, there was a person, E, uh -huh. Mr. E, <laughs> that works. Who, who said, um, Every addict affects 17 people around them. Mm -hmm. So imagine how many people you affect, inspire, or even take down with you. Mm -hmm. Being in a program where everyone's trying to help themselves, you change their life. You know, I mean, and I honestly, I, I even talked about that in counseling in my last session. She's like, what are mm -hmm. your struggles? I'm like, my struggle is not making this perfect version of me that I'm trying mm -hmm. to fit so that like I can, like doing basically putting on a mold, a mask yeah. every morning to be this inspiring person for around me, I can do the right thing and everyone's going to see the wrong version of me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and so, yeah. And I don't want to make an expectation that I think I can inspire the whole world. You know, I just, I honestly, I just have to do what I know is right and accountability, accountability and discipline go yeah. a long way. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. 45 and degree angles. <laughs> 45 degree angles. Back, straight, shoulders apart, face forward. Your face does not move. Your head does not move. If anything moves on you, it'll only be your eyes. <laughs> down, up, up. down, oh, up. up. <laughs> Biblical principle number one. <laughs> yeah! Okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, Biblical principle number one. number one. We believe. That every, that every man, man must face the truth tr with the understanding, with the understanding that, that truthfulness is the foundation, is the foundation for his, his recovery. recovery. As a unit! <laughs> As a unit. Um, but no, there's something beautiful in what you were saying about um, all of that because you were broken enough, right? And you were vulnerable enough, uh, especially at work. But with uh, your work and with him, they put the ball in your court. To say, do you want your closure? <laughs> no, bro. Like, yeah, because uh, think about it. Like, you don't get closure if you just sit there and wait for it. You have to want it. You have to go and get it. And that's another thing is that closure is not just a noun. It's an action word. It is closing it's the closing of, and you have to be able to sit there and say, I want this closure. I want 
things to be right. I want it to be like okay in my head. I yeah. want it to be okay in my heart. <laughs> so you have to go and say, I'm broken enough. I hate this. And I want to be whole. I want this to be good. I want to be better. And if you're not willing to do any of those, then you're sitting and waiting for closure. And I don't really think that that's how it goes. Yeah, I'm glad you just said that because, like, the most heartache ever in life for me was that mm -hmm. indecision. What do I want to do? You know? Yeah. Because, yep. I, I mean, there were those days that I was at when we were living in Oxford House. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, literally, okay, so the day that I got, <clears throat> that I checked myself into treatment um, was, it wasn't Monday, it was a Tuesday. But I yeah. got paid that next Wednesday. So I told myself, I'm like, where do, what, like, what do you want to do? Do you just want to move Oxford houses and pretend like none of this ever happened? And just mm -hmm. think that I can do it on my own? Or do I go, like, check in? Like, do I do mm -hmm. what's right, you know? And I told yep. myself, I'm like, I can't spend another day in this indecision. You know, yeah. they'd already been too long. I already, I knew, I knew where one road was going to take me, you yeah. know, but I was also willing to give my all to this other one for once. The one, the one where you had no idea where it went. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, and that's right. There is another testament on closure because it takes a lot of strength to get closure because it's not going to be easy. And it takes a lot of faith because. You may seek answers, but you may not get the answers that you're wanting. I was just gonna say that you might never even get the closure you want. You might get the close. You might not even see the closure. I didn't see the closure sometimes. You so, know. Yeah. So how do we go about getting closure if we can't get the answers that we want? What do we do? Because that was something that me and my therapist, our therapist, had went over um, with me was, well, whenever we can't get closure, what do we do? And I was like, dude, I don't know, like, um, I write a letter and I mean, that's part of it. And it's kind of like a little step four right there is like writing out your grievances, what you're wanting from your closure, sitting there and trying to figure it all out. But at the same time, what do you do after that? And it's kind of like living amends, um, yeah. to an extent, but also at the same time for me, for my living, for my closure that I can't get answers to. I have to be able to release and let go of that heartache and heartbreak because otherwise I'm going to be holding on to something that no longer serves a purpose for me and detaching and letting go of that is equally difficult. I think as seeking closure, whenever you have answers available to you. Go. <laughs> no, 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 no. By all means, by all means you. Well, I was going to say, like, sometimes you just got to decide that what you're giving or the opportunity that was given is enough. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Because I, I read this thing that said sometimes the only way to get what you want is to try harder or want less. Sometimes I like oh. with the situation last year when we were or when we were roommates. What I wanted is my closure is like flowers at the door and be like, I'm so sorry. And like, blah, blah. and mm -hmm. the closure I got was nothing, <laughs> you know? And so I had to realize the silence was enough because we, mm. I guess we both didn't know how to communicate with one another and both moving on was what I got. And now that's enough, you know, it was easier. Yeah. Damn. That one hit hard, just 
less uh want less i mean just, it, it it's true um then, uh they said two three oh man uh, like and there are like there's parts of me that like really miss mon uh because there i've never really had fellowship like that except for like boy scouts and a high school marching band like and so it helped me get a lot of closure for my high school self does that make yeah. sense and so it was able to make me sit there and go like this this is what i was missing it wasn't so much like oh like yeah i miss victoria my snare drum from marching band yeah, i'm going to miss ever <laughs> crap out of her because this is my snare drum i had heartbreak whenever i graduated and i had to leave her behind right but <laughs> shut up it's <laughs> i'm laughing with you <laughs> yeah yeah but like whenever i was at nehemiah i was the first thing that i remember whenever i was out of quarantine everyone was like i love you man and i was like right and i was like no they genuinely are showing love and i was like these people don't even know me and um like just throughout the journey of nehemiah i was just like the closure of being able to say look here's the hurt part to me here they are like i don't know what to do with it can someone help and then people sitting there and helping pick up the pieces or at least showing you like hey bud you missed one there's just something magical to it and i don't know what else after going through it i can't imagine a better place for me finding recovery and i know some people disagree with that and disagree very heavily but i don't think that they're broken and willing enough yet but that's just my opinion yeah i think um, it, it takes a a certain level of desperation especially for that treatment center because there there's I've been to multiple treatment centers doing presentations or just H&Is, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and a lot of them have um, very good success. Not, I can't say they're like, I, that, no. let me restart that. Yeah, yeah okay. So they all, have some, they all have some stories that are very successful, you know? I just think it takes a certain type of desperation for any type of treatment center, but especially mm-hmm. when you got to get up, you got to put on a uniform. You got to march. You got to do all these other different acts. It, it takes a different type of desperation to survive. But staying is the best part. It is, it is the best part. And uh, you said acts. And one of those things with acts is that after a certain point, if you're actually doing it and you mean it, it becomes part of you. Yeah. Right? The other day, I made um, my friend's bed with the 45 degree angles. He's like, it looks nice. I was like, yeah, I had to do this every day. Every day. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. The only time I've had to roll up underwear was for uh, camping trips. And I was like, well, at least I remember how to do this. <laughs> I donated but... some clothes right after treatment. And they were all like rolled up shirts and stuff. And they're like, man, you must really know. But they were like, you're in the military. I was like. No. <laughs> I was in something else, but it's very similar. Very similar esque. Um, but yeah, that gift of, of desperation, I think that also leads back into closure because after enough heartbreak, enough heartache, you became you become broken. I became broken enough that I was like, I need to find a way to get this to just stop. 
because it hurts and I'm tired of it. I'm ready for something else. I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. But I couldn't really do that whenever I was sitting there just like wallowing in self-pity. Yeah. I had to be willing and act accordingly to go get closure. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that that's kind of what they're there for because that's also what a lot of the therapy was for. But a lot of people just don't like to cry. I've had to tell people like therapy isn't good unless you're crying. Or and, or you're really mad. Oh yeah. I, I had I had a couple of those <laughs> sessions where um Which one you couldn't find out if you were mad or angry? I mean not mad or angry, if you were sad or angry. Oh no, I I knew when I was angry. <laughs> so everyone knew when I was angry. <laughs> everyone. I'm sitting out in the hallway oh. pissed off. <laughs> uh, I remember um At least a staff throw shoe. Staff sergeant, or what's his name? First sergeant asked me, he's like, because I, I went out there and sat outside because I was pissed. He's like, so who's your counselor? And I was like, same one that it's been for the past six months. And he's like, <laughs> he just walked away. He's like, I'm not even going to mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but see, and there's something right there, too. He recognized that you were just running in circles. Yeah! And and sometimes the only way to get out of that circle is to get yourself out of that circle. Um, but sometimes people have to be like, hey, like, you know you can walk a straight line eventually, right? And, of course, if you're running in circles for so long and you try to start walking in a straight line, you're not going to be very straight at the very get-go. So you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. You know, with that same situation with first sergeant, <clears throat> he asked me the same question my counselor asked me. When I went through mm -hmm. the troubles the second time, she's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go? Or do you want to stay? Do you want to face whatever you're facing? And she's like, in your head, or do you just want to go? Mm -hmm. And he asked me the same thing. He's like, what do you want to do? Because he's like, we can let you go right now, and you can tell yourself this is enough. This is the closure you needed, you know, mm -hmm. or you can finish this through. But he's like, I'm not going to, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to deal with it. What do you want to do? You know? What do you want to do? I, my response was, I don't want to be part of this group anymore. And he's like, so what does that mean? <laughs> you know, but I think what I, what I was telling myself is, I don't want to be this person anymore. And I don't know how not to be this person anymore. And right now it's coming up. And yeah. I can't deal with it. Mm. Dude, doing a, doing a moral inventory on yourself is hard. Hard. Yeah, and oh, man, like, I mean, that's why I'm going back through my step work because I need to clean house again. Like, uh, what was it? Step 10 is the first maintenance step. It's the one where you're actively sweeping, and then as soon as you stop it, then everything just starts piling up, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I got some stuff to work on. <laughs> is that mine? <laughs> it's like. Yeah, that was here whenever I got here, man. <laughs> I don't think uh, that'd and, be mine. And then you realize some stuff isn't dust you can sweep, it's stains. You oh. Know? Mm, and now I you know. live with it. Because or, you had to sit for so long. Yes, yes, yes. Now you gotta put some more elbow grease in it, you know? And then maybe 
you just work on that one spot so hard, it's nice and shiny and perfect, and you look around and everything else is just not great compared to it. And so now you got to put that same amount of work into the rest of the house. Bro, actually, that that's actually kind of like what's going on with me to, right now is uh-huh. I figured out that one little spot that I'm like, okay, now it's squeaky clean, but now I look up and I'm like, everything else is just yep. like <laughs> mediocre. Hey, <laughs> mediocre. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Step, <laughs> clap. <laughs> Uh, dude, we need to go. We do, man. We need like, to go. Are we going to like just like drop in? Like that's what we should do. We should just like take a couple parachuting classes, and then have someone just like drop us off one day whenever they're going out for smoke break, and then we just like land in front of them and be like, "This is what you can do when you're sober." <laughs> Did somebody say Bible prayer? <laughs> Live oh man. Uh did you ever get to do the uh uh they say in Nehemiah the coffee's always uh They say in Nehemiah the coffee's mighty fine. Mighty tastes fine, like dir- yeah. Looks like dirty water, water tastes, and like, tastes turpentine. like turpentine. Yeah. Yep. I loved that one. The first time I heard it, I don't like, the first time I heard that one, my dog ain't got no legs. And, <laughs> and there was a, a, another one. I forget what it is right now. But hearing those just marching in time uh, inside <laughs> and Command Sergeant Major just sitting there saying those for the first time. I'm I'm actually just marching and I'm just losing it. And he actually looked over and he's just laughing. And, like, he didn't sit there yelling at me, but I'm just sitting there just losing my crap just because I was like, oh, my God. Like, the first sense of humor I've heard from this guy. And then watching him actually smile is like, dude, I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) Either you get that evil grimace just like, or you get the one where it's like, this guy actually has a really good heart. Like, what he does Dude, like, I have so much respect for Command Sergeant Major. Yeah. Like, it is crazy. And it brought closure in that sense, too, that just because I lost my self-discipline doesn't mean I can't get it back. You know, he brings a lot of closure, too, to authority figures. Yes, In your does. mind. Because he's very strict. He's very on you. But, mm-hmm. like, so, like, whenever the second time I went around, <clears throat> we would have, on our marching sessions, he would go off <laughs> like he would stop us you you remember she was oh, out yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then when we got back to the to the compound he would circle us up and he's like i'm teaching you guys discipline he would like lower mm-hmm. his voice and he'd be like i love y'all like i did i want the best for y'all but he's like discipline is the biggest part of recovery you know like he made mm-hmm. it more home really yeah like he brought it home so it, he really like kind of just changed the way i see authority figures is I might not understand the process, mm-hmm. but I am understand what he's trying to teach, you know? Yeah, he's very straightforward, which a lot of people hate authority figures because they're not straightforward. And then not only that, but he is a leader. He's not a boss. He is going to lead you into getting yourself self discipline. Yeah. And 
like it can be difficult but that's the thing is that he's not there to like hold your hand he's there to push you and yeah sometimes and sometimes whenever you don't want to get pushed you stumble and you get mad because you don't get pushed like it, it's not like a gentle little tap just like hey yeah you can go now it's a it's more like a shove and sometimes you, if you're not ready for that shove if you're not ready for that push you're going to fall and you're going to get angry if you're not ready for it yeah and you you just made me realize you know me coming from <clears throat> emotional um parent wounds you know mm-hmm. the what i was looking for was the let me walk you across the street you know oh, that's, yeah. that's not what i got <laughs> no, 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 no. but at the same time i had to realize what i did get was enough for me to mm-hmm. learn you know the closure i needed closure. you know yeah mm-hmm. and man i think that that's one thing that i need to work on right now is like what i got is enough and because i may not ever get the answers that i want with the last relationship that just went through and everything but at the same time maybe i will in time but for now to get that closure i just have to say well this is what i got to work with so it's going to have to be enough and i thank you for that because otherwise i probably would have been sitting there scratching my head the whole time just like what the hell did i do yeah i mean it's a it's honestly a difficult choice and it takes time but like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I had to tell myself with the, that previous situationship was, like, the not speaking and just ending it the way we did was enough. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally was until I decided that. And I, because I was talking to it with coworkers, and they were the ones who brought it up to me. They're like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to mm-hmm. keep living in that hope of, like, it's going to come back together? Or do you want to tell yourself, like, it is what it is and this is it? Like, is this enough for you? No. You know? Because I wasn't willing to roll the dice again. I <clears throat> I honestly, I, at that moment, I didn't know what I wanted. And you just left. The store is now back. open. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. He had some I had some technical difficulties. <laughs> Accountability, sir. Accountability. What are you talking about, accountability? I don't know what that word is. That's not how you get closure. <laughs> Is that how you get closure, though? Accountability for your own side. <clears throat> Ooh, that's a good one. You want to expand yeah. on that? Okay, so like when I ended that situationship, I told him I was just like, I don't. Relationship. Ooh, thank you, Command Sergeant Major. Yes, sir. <laughs> when I told him that was, I, that was it. I didn't want to be in contact or be friends. Um. That had to be enough. It wasn't enough till like months later. <laughs> yeah. But once I was done with the heartache and was like, I think I've had enough. Yeah. Um, accountability on your own end. See, I think that that's what's breaking me up so much about my own end is I realized how much of a dick I was actually being by not pulling the plug earlier. You know? Yeah. Just because now I realize that it was essentially dangling someone along and like that's just not fair it's not cool and i i screwed up and that's all i can say is that i fuck i screwed up and while it's it sucks but at least i can get a lesson from that and i think that's where my enclosure is going to come into play is learning something from it and applying it to the next one 
But man, so how did we, how did we end up tying Minnie and Maya all the way back to closure and heartbreak? Because living the way we were living was a heartbreak, and Nehemiah Ooh. offered us a road to closure. A road to closure, not closure itself. Yeah, not not closure, because it, it, Colonel used to say, he's like, Nehemiah's not going to keep you sober. Nehemiah's no, not, not. going to save you, you know? Nope. It goes back to accountability. Yep. It's and a it goes, circle. It goes back to what Major, Major said to me, do you now understand? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Sir, sir. Uh, uh, my my biblical Bible. Never mind. I'm I'm, I'm being rude now. <laughs> oh, I'm being funny. I'm reminiscent. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, he was always waiting for me to show up. I never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> he had to get his closure. This is what we yeah. got. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, our therapist uh she had uh been talking to me and she was like he's just waiting for you to show up i was like what does that even mean i don't know this term show up he's waiting for you to blow up and like have your moment and i was like what moment and she was like yeah you like getting out of your shell and actually talking to people and being active with everyone that's you showing up and i was like yeah and so she was like so he's not going to get that satisfaction now, is he? And I was like, not for me. <laughs> Bro, you never did a fire circle, did you? No, because that was after you <laughs> went in your second time. So in my fire circle, it was him, the director of, not the yeah, biblical and um, what's it called? Um, clinical department. Oh, and yeah. the the person who was in charge of retra- or retract, what, what's it called? Recovery uh, track. And he, he comes at me, he's like, so what are you going to do when that lady's on the, the train and offers you a glass of wine? Me and my counselor looked at each other and we're like, "This, he knows, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he knows she's not going to bother me, right? <laughs> uh, it, it was one of those hilarious moments. But I, I knew where he was coming from because um, I don't think I ever told you this. Oh, late on me. Nah. Wait, wait, no. Does it have to be off air? What do you mean? Whatever you have to tell me, what is it? No, it, it has to do back with living at um, Oxford House. Ah. Uh, so, do you remember when... My ice bu- cream? Yes, I do remember my ice cream. Thank you very much. You're going to have to want less. <laughs> You're going to have to want less ice cream than what you wanted. Because if you only wanted a scoop, then you had enough. I didn't even get a scoop. You said, can I have some? I said, yeah, sure. And you ate the whole tub. I had enough. (laughs) Anyways, what were you saying? Do you remember when the previous bus driver gave me all his belongings? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think think you lived in the house yet. You told me about that a little bit, though. No, you had to have lived in the house. Because that was whenever I was going through... No, you didn't, because I didn't have a roommate. That's why it happened. But I actually had relapsed that day. Ooh. Yeah. Because in that all that stuff, there was a bottle of wine. Oh. So it's like they were watching you the whole time. Yes and no, because like I I knew I knew Jeff knew. But it was one of you how he was always like He'll say I was saying it to your without I love it. <laughs> it's underhanded and so not accountability. I don't underhanded. know. Underhanded. 
it's yeah. underhanded is what it is. Yeah. So that's, <sighs> his, that's his that's his way of showing the horse the water, essentially. Hey, there's some water over there, you know. If you're thirsty. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> you sound a little parched. <laughs> but yeah, dude. And I, even especially because, in a sense, you got away with it. Quote unquote. It um made the door super easy for whenever I went downhill. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and I like I already knew how to get away with it. Don't let Jeff see you. <laughs> and, no names. <laughs> oh, don't let mustache see you. <laughs> no. That's fair. And so did that take away your accountability factor for your closure slash road to recovery? Or actually, what it sounds like is that it reopened the wound. It wasn't done healing yet. There was obviously still cancer in the wound that had healed over it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know then, but I slowly started ripping it back up, putting mm-hmm. over bandage, you know? Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> It, it really, it did me the most damage, you know, because yeah. one, not holding myself accountable allowed me to fall really into everything that happened mm-hmm. past that day. Yeah. Were oh, there good I moments? Know. Yeah. Were there moments of like me stepping back into recovery? That's, I think that's when I started to overcompensate in recovery. I started, you know, to actually Ooh. try to do the right thing. But at mm-hmm. the same time, what is it? You're only as sick as your secrets. Ooh, and you had some sick secrets. Yeah. So in my fire circle, I brought that up with a major, and it just it blew him away. He just was like dumbfounded, but I was like, "Bro, I'm laying it all the fuck out because like we can't cuss." <laughs> I'm I'm joking, but you know, like I just laid it all out for him. If you really want to know like what happened, this is what happened, mm-hmm. and the fact that I got away with it, or I thought I got away with it, or I got away with it from the people surrounding there mm-hmm. i didn't get away with it caused me to like it paved the road for me to fall down the, the same similar road you know mm-hmm. made me right back mm-hmm. to where i started it's kind of like uh going down towards your old stomping grounds as they like to call them except in this factor it was in your mind because those hadn't healed all the way yet and so whenever they were opened back up you knew how to fix it just like how i knew how to fix my heartache and heartbreak at one point and <laughs> all those other pains that i had it was to drink because then it made everything go away and then once things got worse obviously i just didn't have enough so i just needed more so i think the the combination of the situation slip was mm-hmm. enough to put me over the edge and mm-hmm. that combined with relapse was enough to like be like this is enough you know like this is enough i don't think i could have handled something else in there and i i knew that when my boss gave me that that conversation of like if this happens again like we'll terminate you because i I liked where i worked i liked what i was doing but Mm -hmm. hearing that i knew i could not handle that heartbreak you know Mm, yeah and i mean again putting the ball back in your court it had to be up to you, just like it had to be up to each one of us that go to that clinic, that we have to have a certain gift of desperation, we have to be broken enough, we have to be willing, and then in the end, we eventually get closure if we do what we're supposed to do. 
It works if you work it. I was just about to say, <laughs> oh, by the way, your insecurities are showing. Anyways, that's all the time we have. If you like what you hear and if you want to submit your uh, story or if you want to be on Retrieving Sanity with Simba and I, all you have to do is go to Facebook.com and find us on Retrieving Sanity or go to Retrieving uh, or just go to RetrievingSanity.com and there you can find our contact information and get a hold of us from there. So with that, until we see you next time, Sean. April 19th, Taylor Swift, the Poets Department, Torture Torch. Bye. <laughs>